This is Carl Hughes, your host for Issues and Answers. Issues and Answers is a public affairs program for Western Colorado. Residents and members of our community tell us what concerns they have. And from that feedback, we identify significant issues to include in our weekly program. Today, my guests are Becky Weingard and Greg Cash. They are both board members of Colorado West Pride. Today, we'll be discussing what Colorado West Pride is all about and about the upcoming, or by the time our listeners are hearing this, the currently running Pride Fest 2022. Becky and Greg, welcome to Issues and Answers. Thank you for having us. Tell us a little bit about your history and what brought you to Colorado West Pride and why it's an organization that resonates with you. Well, I'm a Colorado native, born in Western Colorado, and I have grown up here and watched this this area evolve. And about seven years ago, I started working with youth, and I got to work with a young man who was on a journey. Um, he came out as trans in sixth grade, and it was a very tough transition for him. He didn't was not well received by his peers, and that was very difficult for him. Luckily, he had a very supportive mother who was about taking care of him and getting him the help he needed, but watching him struggle through that and then ultimately watching him blossom into the young man that he is and uh, was so powerful to me that I decided I never wanted to see another youth go through the same sort of troubles that he had gone through. And so I wanted to be a part of the advocacy. And so for you, in that case, it wasn't just something you read in a book or something that was a theory. You got to see it and watch it and experience it with him. And that that must have really made an impact, obviously. It really did. And he is such a delightful young man. And getting to be in the trenches with him, so to speak, and going through that journey with him was very powerful. And it changed me forever. That's a great story. And Greg, how about you? What's your history and why are you here with Colorado West Pride? My journey began back in California where I was uh, part of a group that actually organized uh, a a campus gay gay alliance group. And uh, everything sort of went on from there. Part of my history involves me being a a member of the community back in California I sat on the board of the Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce for a number of years where I served as treasurer and a number of other functions as well. When I decided that it was time for me to retire, my husband had family here in Colorado, here in Grand Junction, as a matter of fact. And so I came here for a few trips and fell in love with the place, fell in love with his family. I knew that as part of my retirement, I wanted to be involved in something that was going to be meaningful and one of the people that w- that we had met was uh, heavily involved with the Colorado West Pride, and he sort of pulled me in, <laughs> you know. And, and, but as I say, I was looking for something that I wanted to be involved in, something that was going to be meaningful, and something that was part of that was going to make me part of the community. And so I applied for uh, a board position and was granted that, and so here I am. <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about Colorado West Pride. Now, you're both fairly new. How long have you been on the board? I think we've both been on the board about six months. Six months, yes. Well, as new board members, I'm sure they share a lot of information about the organization. 
What can you tell us about Colorado West Pride, you know, any of its history, a little bit of story about what this is? So Colorado West Pride was created about 10 years ago, and it was designed by a member of the LGBTQ community who saw that there was just a real need for um, pride events in the community, and so she wanted to get out there. So she start, Heidi Hess started it, and it is the largest LGBTQ group in Western Colorado and Eastern Utah. It's completely volunteer-run, volunteer-led, and its main focuses are promoting diversity, acceptance, progression, and unity within Colorado, Western Colorado and Eastern Utah. Well, and as you're going through that great information, uh, a word just piled into my head, and it's the word pride, because it is such a powerful word representing what the organization stands for, and not that the antonym is shame, but to take pride in your life and your lifestyle and your life choices and your existence on this little blue planet and everything else that's going on. More than ever, I think I appreciate that the word pride has so much meaning in all of these cases. Were you involved in any organizations other than the chamber? It was the Long Beach Gay and Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. It originally began as a as the Long Beach Business Community Network which was designed mainly for entrepreneurs within the community and entrepreneurs and their allies. And it grew to become a chamber because we felt there was a need to get more involved within the community, not just within the gay community, but also within the community at large. And I'm kind of hoping that this is where we're going with, with the Colorado West Pride here. I know that I'm going to be voicing that. <laughs> you speak about diversity. You know, to us, Californians are a very diverse population. And so integrating Californians into a Colorado nonprofit is always good because it's got a whole different set of ideas and uh, directions and goals and life experiences that really can make a difference. You talked about it being the largest LGBTQ the largest organization of its type in Western Colorado in Eastern Utah. To your knowledge, are there other ones and smaller ones in other communities, or is Western Colorado Pride pretty much it and carrying the torch? I did notice when I was online a couple of times that there were festivals in other places, like I think there was one in Eagle, uh, and then a, another Pride festival somewhere else. I'm getting to learn the the locations here in Colorado, but I was surprised that in these really small communities that they were still holding pride festivals. So, you know, that was very impressive to me. And uh, with us being the largest one, we may attract those people from those other areas, hopefully. And those pride festivals in Colorado, do they all occur during the same week? No, Pride Month is usually in June. And um, originally, Colorado West Pride held Pride Fest in May, then moved it to June, but in Western Colorado, it just doesn't work. It's too hot. And so it, it was also competing with lots of other pride events around the state. And so they found that the most consistent weather was in September. And that also was then it wasn't conflicting with other pride events. Um, so that's why we've landed on September. And again, with six months on the board, you haven't been through a full Pride Fest. I'm curious, I wonder if you know participants are coming from other communities to be a part of your Pride Fest. I would think that's probably the case, especially in Western Colorado. Well, last year, 
which was my first year attending a festival. You know, it was post-pandemic or actually during the pandemic. So uh, what it seemed to me is though it was rather limited because they had to have it at the um, Civic Center, <laughs> the Convention Center, excuse me. And the festival itself was held down in the garage. And I thought that was kind of odd. So I'm looking forward to this, this year with it being out in the open and uh, being a participant as opposed to being a, a spectator. The joy of 2020 changed so many things. The market on Main that they do every Thursday night down on Main Street during that time was at one point in the garage. Then they moved it out to the parking lot right below it, and neither one of those were great ideas. So, yeah, it, just a wonderful thing that we're out of that just difficult time and able to move forward with this. Let's clarify something. We've used these initials, and again, I worry that I'm going to get them in the wrong order, but the LGBTQ, what do the initials stand for? So LGBTQ stands for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transsexual, and it just represents um, a spectrum. There's also, an, we say, an LGBTQ+, and the plus means that there's a lot of other things included in that, um, intersex, queer, questioning, asexual, two-spirits, um, in, inter, intersex, I think I may have said that already, but those, and those all represent the, the kind of the vast array of um, identities that we have. Greg and I were visiting a little bit before we started recording because he talked about being part of that organization at his college in California in the early 70s. In 1976, I was attending Mesa College here, and it was the first year they called it the Gay and Lesbian Alliance, but it was a new club on campus. And it was a bold move because Grand Junction and the area, we were still learning to understand and be a part of the growth that was happening in this community. And that was an interesting time to be a student and watch everything else that's going on. Maybe this is too much of a sociological question, you know, too much in that area. But community attitudes, and, you know, Greg is a gay man, you can really address this much more. You've seen it in California. Now you've moved to our area. I'm hopeful that the community as a whole is less either blind or bigoted and able to more tolerantly look on these events and, and, and people that are a part of Western Colorado Pride. Is your perception that it's getting better? Have we plateaued? What do you think? I think that it's, it's ever-changing. I'll use the word fluid <laughs> because that's a common word right now. I see it as evolving into a much more acceptance I haven't experienced any negativity since I've been here. Uh, I was sort of holding my breath, thinking that I might encounter some of that. Number one, I'm not only part of the gay community, I'm also part of the African-American community. And so I did not know what to expect, really. But people have been very welcoming. The fact that I'm gay doesn't seem to be of any impact at all. But it, it's been very interesting. Uh, I've, I found it to be very... I've had a very positive experience since, since I've been here, and I've been out and proud for a long time, so I'm not about to go back into a closet. With your experience with the young man you referenced, that you, you said that was seven years ago. It's not a lot of time that's passed, but do you think it's improved in seven years? I definitely see a lot of improvement, especially within our schools. 
The high schools have gay straight alliances. Middle schools have LGBTQ clubs. Um, the CMU has a thriving uh, LGBTQ community. And so I see a lot of that. I have a lot of friends in the LGBTQ community and they are married and have children. And it's wonderful that they're a part of our uh, part of the Grand Junction community. And so I see a lot of acceptance. I think back, I, I wrote down the name Matthew Shepard because I think about that as a horrible example of so much misguided hate and what it represented, again, in a rural Western or Western United States area up in Wyoming. And so as I look at it and from the outside, try to understand exactly what it is, I feel like there's been a change. We're certainly not where we used to be, and I think there's a lot to be said for that. I think that there's a lot less fear of the unknown because I, I think a lot of the hatred came just simply out of ignorance and the unknown aspects of, of you know, heterosexuals not understanding about homosexuals. And so and it was just a natural fear of due to lack of understanding. So now I think that because it's much more talked about, it's, it's out there. <laughs> Excuse to the use a metaphor, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that people are just a little more, have sort of been forced to accept a little more, you know, and plus people are discovering that they've got family members. And so what are you going to do? You're going to shun your family member just because you found out that maybe they're part of a community that you don't understand. And I think that that's really helped, you know, uh, us get to where we are now. The fact that uh, people are discovering that they've got members of their family. And so, uh, you know, you're going to love them. Yep. And my perception is it's not as much that people are being forced into acceptance as much as they're slowly opening their eyes that a gay person and a straight person were both laying on operating tables being operated on. There is not an ounce worth of difference between those two souls laying there on those tables. And so opening our eyes and putting aside some of those barriers that were probably just self-inflicted barriers, I, I feel like that's changing. So that I'd like to actually positive. share an experience that I had. If you could, yes, um, Years ago, I worked for a big major company in the United States, and uh, I was always very silent about my sexuality because it wasn't something that, you know, you really talked about in the workplace. But hearing everyone's stories about their weekends and I'm not being able to, to share mine and having to use, having to avoid using gender-specific identifications, I just gave up and I just came out at, at work. And the amazing thing about that was that the acceptance of people, because they knew me before they knew I was gay, they realized that I'm the same person regardless. You know, they just found out another aspect of my life. And so, you know, I think more experiences, experiences like that will really help people to understand that, you know, we're all human beings. You know, we all bleed. And That's right. We're not labels, we're people. Right, exactly. And so that's good. For those that might be just joining us, you're listening to Issues and Answers with Town Square Media. I'm your host, Carl Hughes. We're having a pretty spirited discussion today with Becky Weingard, who is a board member of Colorado West Pride. And also with us is Greg Cash, 
a board member of Colorado West Pride. We're going to be getting on to Pride Fest 2022 here shortly, but we'll finish up these discussions about Grand Junction, Western Colorado, attitudes towards the LGBTQ community. Have you had any additional experiences other than the young man you worked with seven years ago? Have you come across other examples where it's a struggle for a youth? I've worked with lots of youth who are in the LGBTQ community, um, and it's amazing to watch their experience. And um, I, I've been very honored to be a part of people's coming out story and where they get to share that and watching the acceptance of their peers and watching them just blossom into the people that they always were but getting to feel more confident in themselves. Um, it's, it's really wonderful to get to watch that. And it's been amazing to see how open and accepting other peers are of them. And it makes me just excited for this next generation. They're so much more accepting than, than previous ones. And hopefully that continues with each subsequent generation. Again, more for clarification for our audience, and let's just be honest, probably some clarification for your host as well. Rainbow is a symbol of the pride movement. Is there a history behind why the rainbow was chosen? I know the multiple colors obviously represent so many different people and personalities and lifestyles, but is there is there more meaning to it than that? You know, the funny thing is I actually was watching a program uh, and they were talking about Stonewall because it all really goes back to Stonewall in New York. The big uh, confrontation with the police, uh, the gays had had enough of being harassed. And so Stonewall really started it all. And there was a woman, I can't remember her name, but she's the one who came up with the flag, with, with the rainbow flag. And it just sort of has evolved and has become the the really international symbol for for gays and lesbians and trans and by you know for the community it's, itself so tie it back to a specific event in the history of the community and how somebody was able to take that and add these bright vibrant alive colors and start using that as a symbol for what everything is about well for those that are listening on the weekend of October 10th and 11th for those that are listening on the weekend of Saturday, September 10th and Sunday the 11th, the last two days of Pride Fest will be coming on, and it's important that you know what's available today and tomorrow. Um, for listeners listening on the podcast, this is 2022 September, so don't show up at Lincoln Park. It may not be there next year. So let's talk a little bit about Pride Fest. Um, Saturday, let's go through some of the uh either events or activities that are available. And I think we'd start out with the understanding that all of these activities are not solely for the LGBTQ community. The best thing that can happen is people that are not a part of that community, but support it and are growing and being a part of it should be a part of this celebration as well. So it's not an isolated, limited participation, is it? No, it's not. And allies are welcomed and encouraged. We would love to have everyone from the community. It is so exciting on Saturday's events, um, September 10th, we have our first annual Pride at the Park. This is designed, uh, it was really for families and youth of LGBTQ community and allies just to be able to come together and celebrate in 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 each other. And so there's going to be live music 
uh, food vendors and activities for kids in lawn games. And it's at the park. Which park? It's at Lincoln Park. And starting when? It'll start at noon and go till 4. Got it. And so that's Lincoln Park, Saturday, September 10th, from noon to 4. And this event was kind of a hearkening back to before Colorado West Pride existed. There was a group of community members who would just come and have a a barbecue together, an LGBTQ barbecue. And so this is hearkening back to those days. And uh, so we're just bringing that back. Then there's a, a rainbow party Saturday night. The Rainbow Party is Colorado West Pride's signature drag event, and it's going to be held at... The Mesa Theater. Mesa Theater. And um, this is going to be so exciting. There's going to be regional and local drag queens. This is... This is going to be an 18 and up event at Mesa Theater, and the coverage is $10. And it starts at 8 (laughs) o'clock. Within the last year, a national show about drag queens came and filmed here at the old bus station, wasn't Mm -hmm. it? Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because that was like national exposure for the Happy Valley. I don't know anything about it. I just heard my friends were like, oh, my God. (laughs) Well, let me tell you something, because I don't know if I was responsible for that, but I was still in California at the time. I watched, I think it was called uh, We Are Here. And it was an HBO show. And at the end of one of the shows, they were looking for new lo- locations. And I just sent them a little email su- suggesting that they try Grand Junction. Now, I didn't live here yet, but I just thought, oh, well, this is a small enough community. And the surprising thing was that when I, when I moved here, they were filming for Here We Are Here, or I believe that's what it was called, and so I don't know if I was responsible for that, but I will have to say that I was really surprised that they actually came to Grand Junction. <laughs> We're going to give you credit. Okay. I'll take it. There you go. <laughs> and then on Sunday, September 11th, there's more activities going, and these seem like a lot of fun, too. Let's talk about those. What's on Sunday? Sunday is going to be the parade, and that's going to be really exciting. We're going to have some floats or uh, however, they however it's done. I know that the last year there were a lot of trucks, and you know, but uh, uh, people get together and they have floats. Uh, some of the local businesses will 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 be a part of the parade. So, th- what time is that? That starts around noon, and uh, so and then the uh, on Main Street between Third and Fifth. Main Street is is going to be the the site of the festival. There are going to be be booths. Uh, people are going to be setting up booths, and uh, uh, there will be festivities. There's also going to be a beer truck <laughs> uh, hosted by Budweiser, I believe it is, and uh, of course that's going to be 21 and over. So you know we we will be carding you, uh, but uh, yeah, you know we're, we're looking forward to to having this out in the open. This is all part of being out and proud. Have it on Main Street, and uh, which will attract those people that are going to be on Main Street anyway, and it's going to be great. 
Well, and one more event I see from your website on Sunday, and Becky is smiling and nodding, that is? The Doggy Drag Show. (laughs) This is our first annual event, and so we are so excited. Anyone from the community can come and be a part of the Doggy Drag Show. We just ask that the pets are leashed. Um, So that's going to start at 3 p.m. on Sunday. And if you would like to register your dog to be a participant, we just need... um, to register by 2.30 at the Color West Pride booth. And the Pride booth will be there on Main Street? Correct. Okay, great. So Saturday and Sunday, lots going on. Lots to know about Colorado West Pride. If somebody's curious and wants to learn more about the organization, what is the website? The website is coloradowestpride.org. And the .org, for our listeners who don't know, always designates a nonprofit And so for those that are curious, Colorado West Pride is a registered 501c3 nonprofit organization. Anything else we want to talk about as far as Colorado West Pride or Pride Fest 2022? Pride is all about getting to be your authentic self. So we hope that you'll all be there and show your authentic self. Again, thanks to Becky Weingart and Greg Cash from Colorado West Pride board members and talking about both the organization and the Pride Week that is here the first week in September. So thank you guys a bunch for coming in. Thank you. This has been Issues and Answers with Town Square Media. If you would like to suggest a topic for our weekly program, simply open our station app and hit the app chat feature. Send us a note about an issue you would like to hear discussed on Issues and Answers. You can also reach us by phone by dialing 970-242-7788. I'm Carl Hughes. Join us next week for another round of Issues and Answers with Town Square Media.